0: You get the theme music? I do. Gonna
1: play that. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Walzer Automotive presents car selling secrets.
0: Welcome to episode uh, number four. We're joined today by Scott Lambert, who is the head of uh, Minnesota Auto Dealers Association. We've got a lot of auto show stuff to talk about, and we'll be right back after these important announcements. I don't... Oh, yeah. What? I should have played the bumpers. Sorry.
3: Uh, that's fine. Oh, what the it's your is show.
0: Car Song uh, yeah, Secrets with go. co-host Doug Sprinthal and... And... You have to introduce yourself.
1: Andy.
3: Andy, Who, me? Tom. Yeah. How,
1: what order are we going in here? Oh, I'm looking at your beard right now. I'm not talking to you. All right. <laughs> Joining us is my special guest, <laughs> Scott Lambert. I've known Scott
0: for a long time. He's the president of the Minnesota Auto Dealers Association, which I, I talked about this on the radio this morning. I think it's probably the worst job in the world because he has to deal with people like Paul Walzer all day long and try to get a bunch of car dealers to do something together. <laughs> it's virtually impossible. Yeah,
4: I love my dealers. I love them all. I love them all
0: equally. Okay. Which one's your least favorite, Maury Wagner <laughs> or David Luther? Come on, this is not, it's not hooked up to
4: the I would never kid. say David Luther. No, <laughs> Or Maury
0: Wagner. I actually worked for Maury once upon a time. Maury's a great, a great
4: guy. guy.
0: So anyway, Scott's here because the uh, Twin Cities Auto Show starts this Saturday, uh, and we're going to take questions about the auto show. If you want to call in, 952 800 I'm going to talk a little bit about the history and some amazing statistics about how big this thing was. Scott did uh, Sandy's podcast from the auto show last year, and it was it was really interesting. So take it away. Tell us some interesting things about the auto show.
4: We will have over 600 vehicles under one roof, uh, roughly, and we haven't done the calculation yet, well over $21 million worth of vehicles oh. in, in one place.
0: Okay, but they've, you've got different areas, and this is something you started setting up. a while I Made
3: ago. Andy choke. <laughs>
4: <Yeah. I know. laughs> <Andy. laughs> Looked like I was reacting to that. Because
0: <laughs> in addition to the regular uh, offerings, there's some some really kind of cool stuff down there. The luxury lane.
4: Luxury lane is our is kind of the gem of the show, and this year we're bringing a lead. A, a lead I don't want to bury the lead, so I'll lead with the big deal. Okay. We got uh, we got three uh, GTS. We got all three models of the Ford Performance GTS. Coming in from uh, uh, '66, uh, 2016, and 2018.
0: Now, can I tell you the story about why that's, that's so special?
4: These are special cars.
0: So the story of the Ford GT—it was—it was actually called the GT40, and Ford didn't protect their uh, name, and they lost it. So the new ones are called the GTS. So Henry Ford II ran the company in the '50s and '60s, and in the early '60s, he wanted to buy Ferrari. You know, think about it. How it's got a great name for a car company. Mm-hmm. Imagine if it was the Barnard. Hmm. Anyway. What? So, <laughs> What's wrong you with that? Can, Or the Sprintall, or the Lambert. I mean, Good those just God. don't. But Ferrari. Yeah, I
3: mean, that. Yeah. What else could it be? Well, Sprintall. You could call it like the. You could call it Sprint if yeah, that wasn't already taken. Yeah, that's always been
0: a great name place. So anyway. <laughs> or he a loser. Tried, he tried to buy Ferrari, and Enzo Ferrari told him to pound sand. And Henry Ford too was big into racing. So, in in, the, in those days, the saying in the stock car world was uh, "win on Sunday, sell on Monday." So he decided to get into uh, um, 24 Hours of Le Mans racing, which is a, probably the toughest auto race in the in the in the history of the sport. He had the engineers. He wanted to beat Ferrari, so they built these cars called the GT40s. And I think it was. I'm working from memory here. I might be not quite right, but I think it was 1966 Mm -hmm. that Ford kicked Ferrari's ass and they finished one, two, three, which is just an amazing feat for that race. So one of the three uh, GTs is actually a real GT40 from, I don't know if it was one of the race cars, but it was of that pedigree. And then Ford reintroduced the car, I want to say it was 2004 through six as the GT, which was something that... If you could get on the waiting list to actually buy one, you could... I think there was probably, what, four, three or four of them sold in town here. I know Apple Valley Ford sold one. I think I still call it Towsley, even yeah, though it's right. Auto right. Yeah. It hasn't been Towsley in, what, 15 you, right, years? exactly. Uh, and then there's a, a more modern, high-performance version of it. So if, if you're into these cars at all, it's really incredibly rare to see all three of them in one spot. And, and each one of those is a multi-million-dollar car, I would it, think.
4: And it's not like they made a model every year. They made... Three of these vehicles, three models ever, and you're right. They won that race in 66. They dominated for four years after that, and the thing about Le Mans is that, number one, that's what Ferrari dominated, and that's why he wanted to go kick his ass there, but those, those vehicles have to be street legal. So this is a street legal vehicle, but it's as souped up and as racery as a vehicle can get. And I uh, just made that word up.
0: And maybe it's because I'm an American, but I always thought they were particularly beautiful cars. I there. mean, they're just really, a lot of that sort of high-end stuff looks kind of wanky, actually, but mm-hmm. the Ford, it, it looks like a Ford that would go really fast. If, if
4: you're on Amazon Prime, there's a I great, am... there's a great uh, documentary on this called The Return, and it's about how they brought back and fought back for the 2016 a uh, year. They wanted, to, they, wanted to, they wanted to win Le Mans again on the 50th anniversary of their first win. And it's a fabulous story. It's a really good documentary.
0: And I Did not Did they win it?
4: Well, I don't want to ruin the documentary. Oh, sorry.
0: Jeez, sorry. sorry. Spoiler, that's, that's spoiler alert. Spoiler,
4: yeah, really. But it, so it's, those it's of a great, you that it, don't it,
0: know how to operate Google, don't bother and don't listen to the <laughs>
4: <anyway>. <laughs> It's a great American story. And these cars, we found the. There's a collector who had these in the middle of Williston, North Dakota, right in the middle of the Bakken. And we flew up there with all the roughnecks headed for the Bakken. Didn't know what in the world we are getting into. It's a guy who owns a Napa parts store. And for some reason, he is big with Ford Performance. And he's one of the few guys in the world who has all three models. Wow. And he brought them down for us. And they're on, on display in our luxury room, along with the Bentleys and the Maseratis and the uh, the Aston Martin's my favorite car is always the Aston Martin.
0: Tom, you need to get up here and go shopping. It's time to replace the Mustang and maybe get you into a Bentley or a Ford GT.
4: Yeah, you need a grocery getter there, Tom.
3: Where but, did he go? He's still connected. I have a feeling he went to the bathroom or something Uh-oh. without Uh-oh. telling <laughs> <No>. us. <laughs> it's really embarrassing.
0: We're a co host list, so
3: we'll just carry
0: we'll on. Let's keep going. So I, I, if I remember right, you had to agree if you bought one of those GTs that you couldn't resell it. Did right. somebody get in trouble for doing that? Uh,
4: yes, they have got, yeah, and, and Ford will come after you. They're not, they they want collectors to have these. This, yeah. These are not, they don't want guys uh, to be flipping them necessarily. Like Billy
0: Ward, like a <laughs> good friend.
4: <laughs> so because they will move up in value. So I think it's a three- or four-year prohibition on selling them if, if you buy one. So you got to be serious if you want. They are an investment. Wow.
1: I'd, I'd you got to gotta
4: come those. down. So we set up a special display ramp for him and everything. It's, okay. it's it's really special this year.
0: We have a caller. Caller, identify yourself and what's your question or comment?
5: Take a guess. No, who would it be talking about? Fords,
0: Doug. Oh, it's Joe. Officer
5: Dave. <laughs> oh, it's Officer Dave. <laughs> <laughs> no, <I'm... laughs>
3: I, it was either going to be you no, or the no, guy no. that actually builds Fords. Yes, we do have one of those.
5: Yeah, I. I just drive the heck out of them. That's all.
3: What's going on, so, sir?
5: No, that Ford G, that four GT, and then when they brought that back in 2005, um, along with you know the the retro look of the Mustangs, I thought Ford really had their head on straight when they did that. And everybody's trying to chase chase was trying to chase that in the late 2000 you know, early 2010 that yep. kind of thing. And. That whole that whole thing, you know, with with Shelby and the and the ACS, and then the the G T five hundreds and the Shelby Cobra, you know, just all that with what Ford was doing at that time. They were they were so kind of far I don't know if they were trying to lead the pack or or catch up to with what the what the Plymouth, you know, Mopar were doing. But yeah, I just love that area. That's that literally that, that sixty five to 72 is like my favorite era car. You,
4: you know what you're gonna love if you if you like that era. The Ford also brought back and we've got it on the auto show floor. Uh, the Bullet Mustang, the Mustang that was used in the movie Bullet.
5: Yeah. Oh, really? They've
4: re they've recast yes. that and it's beautiful. It is just a gorgeous car. And we had it on last year and it was a, I, it was a big I, hit.
5: I saw one of those online and was just drooling, literally. Just even when they started it up, take it off the trailer, and it was like, oh, gosh. If I wasn't so in love with my 07, I would be all over it.
4: Yeah, I kept taking young um, newsies over there to try and get pictures in front of them, and nobody knows that movie anymore except me, except us old guys. But Bullet was my my movie growing up.
2: That's
5: the best 10 minutes of car chase in the history of the world, I think.
4: Absolutely. Right
5: smack in the middle of the movie.
4: Yep, right in downtown San Francisco. They're the first ones to do the big San Francisco chase. Now everybody's copied it, but they did it first and did it the best. And and they passed
5: that stupid Volkswagen Beetle 17 times and the Pontiac GTO (laughs) about seven times.
4: That's right. I think the
5: Charger lost like 17 hubcaps and... Yep. Uh... I think I think McQueen was driving a thirty-eight speed Ford GT <laughs> um, Mustang GT because he double-clutched it about eighty-five times. It was just it was wonderful.
4: Yeah, but when he appears in the guy's rearview mirror, he, it's one of the great moments in in movies.
5: Oh, I love that! And then not too long ago, they reenacted that chase scene with a a new Charger and a new Mustang. It wasn't quite as. Uh, Scott's got so an like important call
0: coming one. in from David Luther apparently oh hang, no, go okay, ahead officer he's new All right. <laughs> be patient hey officer dave you ever you, you've seen vanishing point too I would assume yeah that's got a that's a you know that's yeah. a, another movie that's a twenty minute an excuse for a twenty minute car chase but it's well it's cool to watch that stuff
5: uh. Love, love that movie also.
0: And I learned how to do uh, reverse even, burnouts even watching the... watching the Rockford Files. That was I was yeah. like, yeah. how does he do
4: that? Oh, now <laughs> I know how to do how, it. How many tires an episode can oh, he go God. through? Yeah.
3: Yeah, I was gonna say that must be great for your uh, oh. your tires. Uh,
5: tires were cheap back then, though, Andy.
3: That's true. Mm. Yeah, but you burned through them with <laughs> yeah. those cars pretty quick. Cool. They didn't <laughs> last very long. <laughs>
0: I remember oh, I had a, it was a, a buddy of mine's older brother. We went down to pick up his car at, uh, he just got new Mickey Thompson wide ovals put on it at, I think it was right next to Target on Highway 7. And we lived in Forest Hills, which was 7 and 494. He had a 68 442. And I think he smoked those tires between Knollwood and Forest Hills, which is about seven yeah, miles.
4: Yeah. <laughs> and why wouldn't you? Right. <laughs>
0: I'm sure there were no police officers around. So anyway, thank you for that call, sir. And we look forward to you uh, calling in again. Come on down to the
1: show.
5: I would love to. We'll see what we can make it work.
1: All right, sir. Take care. God, Doug, you're getting better at this, man.
0: Well, the first time I did this, it was such a disaster, I just screwed it up. So Tom is the co-host, and he's just like, you've you've been watching me do this forever, go ahead and take it.
4: Although, Doug, you've stayed at your microphone the whole time, I will say.
0: Yeah, that's, ooh,
4: that was a shot, Tom.
1: There was. Scott just, we asked you a question, and you didn't (laughs) answer, and
0: Andy says, I think he's taken
1: a leak no no i wasn't taking a leak i just i somebody had called me i i timed the show on my phone and then somebody's calling me so i didn't want to i didn't want to pull a dave that's all (laughs) (laughs) it all works out in the end so no so what was the question i don't even remember what we were talking about
4: we're talking about uh you coming down and getting a new grocery getter in the uh in the luxury luxury
1: lane. lane that's right that's not a that's not a bad idea. I kind of like that idea actually. That works for me. Pick you have a, no problem with that whatsoever.
4: Pick up a new Bentley or Maserati to, to go do your errands on?
1: Got a new Bentley. How? Did, now, I do have a really hopefully a good question for you, because I remember back in the day when Minnesotans wouldn't think of driving a Rolls Royce or a Bentley, but Bentleys are acceptable. Now, I don't see any Rolls Royces in Minnesota. Uh, but but you do see Bentleys a lot now, so I'm glad to glad to see because it's a wonderful car. I, well, I think
0: part awesome. of that is because there, Morris does uh, carry Bentleys. Here we are doing advertising for all the brands that we don't carry. But uh, but there well, hasn't you know, there hasn't been a Rolls Royce dealer in the in the states since Don Sears had yeah, one. That yeah, had we don't have a Rolls 25 dealer. Twenty five years ago, right now. Right. But I tell you, it's right. when
4: they when they installed the uh, frankly the Minnesota Timberwolves when the when the NBA players showed up in town. Those long legs could sit in those Bentleys and uh, and look, look good right. doing it.
0: Yeah. God forbid yeah, they'd have to drive a Taurus.
4: <laughs> but there's only <laughs> oh, there's a limited market for those vehicles. You know, we can't sell Lamborghinis yeah. here, but we can sell uh, we do sell Lotuses. You know, there's a Lotus dealership.
1: Yeah, so, well, see, that's good. Uh, you know, it's kind of interesting as you travel around the country, and I spend a lot of time in Florida. I mean, in Florida, there's a Rolls-Royce dealer next to a Bentley dealer next to a McLaren dealer. It's like, good God. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's pretty impressive, but, but at the same time, you just would never see that in Minnesota. So what is that all about? What's the, what's the ideology or the thought process behind, well, we, we can't be driving flashy cars like that? What is that?
0: Yeah, you know, I, that's an interesting question. I, I think certainly the weather has something to do with it. I mean, if you get a lot of dough and you can buy a Lamborghini, at least in West Palm, you can drive it whenever you want to. And I don't. I think obviously that's not their main car, but really here, it's uh, not many times. You get five months out of the year you can drive that stuff.
4: This is these are cars for people oh, suppose, with yeah. money they don't need. Yeah, you go down to. Sa- <laughs> You go down well, to yeah. that okay. uh, those man caves down in Chaska Sh- or Shakopee yeah. where they, they they work up mm-hmm. their, their own little garages. Those are full of just beautiful cars, but they're not practical at all. Minnesotans, at the end of the day, they like their pickup trucks. And
0: Scott, I'm going to have to cut you off because we've got to take a quick break. When we get back, I wanted to uh, mm-hmm. talk about Minlars, which is the oh. state licensing system. This, is, uh, this will probably take the rest of the show. <laughs> okay. We'll be right back. That works for me. We are back. Car selling secrets by Walzer Automotive Group with Scott Lambert, the president of Minnesota Auto Dealers Association. So we're going to talk a little politics here. Uh, tell them, I, I don't want to speak for you. Tell him what Minlars is, what the problems are, and hopefully hopefully we found a solution.
4: You know, we were having so much fun talking about Steve McQueen movies and that cars <laughs> and that stuff, and now you got to ruin it with them with a Minlars discussion. Uh, Minlar's is the Minnesota uh registration system, title and registration system. Uh, it they've been working on it for eight years, they spent a hundred million dollars putting it together. It doesn't work, and it is driving God. deputy registrars and dealers crazy. And I could I, we don't have enough time to tell you all the horror stories. Well,
0: explain because I learned this actually, did a little uh, uh, went down to Capitol Hill with Scott and a bunch of dealers about a year ago. And I didn't realize the deputy registrars are all independent business people, and they're basically not getting paid.
4: Right, right. So when you, so if you're a deputy registrar and you're paying somebody, uh, you know, fifteen bucks an hour to conduct a transaction that you get paid five bucks for, and if that person can do twenty of those, that works. Yeah. But if suddenly that transaction takes forty-five minutes or an hour and a half, and you're getting five bucks and you're paying somebody fifteen, but it doesn't work at all. And that's essentially what's happened. The, the coding was written so bad, the bones of this network. They had so many contractors working on it. It was so mismanaged from the top on down. Uh, none of the codes spoke to each other. And when they released it, they could barely conduct a transaction. And I'm telling you, the data is going to be screwed up for decades. And there are titles sitting in. You know, when you, when you buy a car, they send you your title. What do you do? You put it in the safety deposit box. And five years from now, people are going to go to trade in their cars and go, hey, wait a minute, I bought a Pacifica and this says I own a Malibu. What, what in the world happened? And, and they'll be untangling this probably for the rest of our lives uh, because every day more bad data goes in.
0: Yeah, it's been, it was a real problem for dealers, well, and customers as well, because uh, liens weren't being perfected at the banks. And for a while, the banks wanted to call in the loans because we had, right. hadn't proved that we had applied for liens on them. So what does the end look like? I, I, if, I'm, I'm not up to date on this as much as I should be, but I thought I read somewhere that they've okayed uh, spending a few more – Millions of dollars to try to fix it.
4: Well, they're they're trying to keep the lights on. Yeah. Um. The, the the system they replaced is gone, so we're stuck with this now. We begged them, when they when they ran it, we begged them to do along with the deputy registrars, uh, do run parallel systems, beta test it. You mean now, to test something before yeah, you roll they it? They Actually, out? test something before they roll it out. They were supremely confident, and uh, it was all misguided. But they've spent some money to keep the lights on. The Ball's administration is now trying to decide what direction to go. And we met with the governor, along with the deputy registrars and the auto auctions and a few other groups. And to a person, we all said, uh, you need to start over. You need to scrap it and start over. Really? And and the governor, uh, and I don't want to speak for the governor, He, from my view, he seemed very surprised at that. But but we sit in weekly meetings. And I mean, every once every Wednesday, we go down and meet with our little team with the driver and Vehicle Services and the folks from Minnesota Office of Technology and talk about what's wrong and how we're trying to fix it and what workarounds we have. And we don't think it can be fixed. I, think, I don't think they're fixing it. I think they're going to have to redo this. And they're probably going to have to spend another $70 million uh, to, to start over. And if they don't start over, two years from now, we'll still be trying to fix this thing. Wow. So it's, it is a, it is a, it's, a, it's a man-made technological disaster. So
0: if you're right and they have to rebuild this thing from scratch, this is $250 million.
4: Right. For what should have cost $40 million and done in a few years. But they, the problem is, and Tom, you'll probably understand the problem with this, government thought they could write this code.
1: Mm-hmm. And it's unbelievable.
4: They didn't hire a private contractor, and there are plenty of smart people out there who could have done this. But, but government thought, we're, we're the smartest people to do this We'll do it, and we'll hire some some independent contractors and supervise them. And nobody knew what they were doing.
1: It's, no, it's good. Well, at least they got the Scandinavian name Lars in there, so that's good. <laughs>
4: <laughs> that's their <God>. one accomplishment.
1: <laughs> their one accomplishment. Doug, you were going to ask a question. No, I was going to say
0: it's 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 good that some of this publicity has finally gotten out because the first four or five months after it launched people were so mad and they're calling up the dealerships and just oh, yeah. screaming and swearing and we're like we're trying to explain that it, no we we didn't steal your car <laughs> we didn't not apply for the lien we didn't we didn't we didn't so if this is if you're really t- relatively new to the state and you wonder why it took you my daughter got her learner's permit passed uh, took the test in august and she just got the permit in the mail like three weeks ago Mm -hmm. so if you're wondering why driver's license license plates license plates are actually a little bit better but titling and all that sort of stuff um
3: oh yeah i actually uh i bought tabs online a while back and they still haven't arrived and we've been wondering what the (laughs) hell's
4: So, I guess that's why. Well, huh? welcome to my health. Yeah. So,
0: as advice, uh, keep your receipts for all that sort of stuff. The cops are really pretty understanding now about this because they all know what's going on. But if you get pulled over and just said, "Look, I applied for it. Here's the receipt. I'm still waiting oh, for the state." Oh, good stay. idea. Um, I would. I would. Uh, as an, another pro tip, I'd go right to the DMV or a yeah, deputy registrar probably. to get your tabs rather than.
3: If I do that. And then the tabs arrive in another three years. Can I like get my money back for that, or uh, get your money back from the state of Minnesota, Scott? You want to feel <laughs> good that luck one?
4: with that? That's a whole new uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they, they don't they don't do refunds that easily.
3: No. Well, I guess I can buy another car and have that one get tabbed too. Yeah,
0: it's an intake only system over there in yeah. St. Paul.
4: Yeah, there's probably a black market in tabs right there now. There probably is for <laughs> people who need them. That's right. Now Cut we, a
3: color yeah, printer. Oh, that. it's white and black, so you don't even need a color printer. You're just see, I remember in the old days when they they
0: changed the color of the tabs every year and my friends would just go out there with magic marker because <laughs> they yeah. didn't have the 15 bucks to get the new yeah. tabs for the oh, Camaro. Oh my
1: god. Come on, you're you never
0: violated buddies. the law ever?
1: I didn't drive until I was 21, 22 years old, so there you go. Wow, couldn't you're afford late, a car, you're Like so a New Yorker. You're a late bloomer. Mm-hmm. No, I just I couldn't afford a car, so I didn't uh I guess, you know, actually, to tell you the truth, I think I actually started driving when I was 20.
4: Well, that's like what all the I'm millennials sure. do now. You know, nobody that's gets what their, I did. Oh, really? Their, they do? Everybody well, waits to get their license. I done.
3: waited till I was 18, which was not not 20, but it's still two years. But, yeah. Yeah, I mean, way I way. lived out in Dayton. I didn't want to start that whole
4: thing I took my test on going. my birthday.
3: I didn't want to start driving because everything was a good half hour away, and it's like... It's easier just to stay home. Easier yeah. to just let my exactly.
4: <laughs> <laughs> just be this
3: doesn't really
1: mm-hmm. this doesn't really have anything to do with tabs. But I, I just have to tell a story, and I will not rat out the guy whose son it was. But a friend of mine who is an, uh, a vice president in a radio company, you know, a broadcast company, radio stations, all the rest of that. It's a broad category
3: birthday.
1: there. Yeah, exactly. His son has his 16th birthday. Son wants to get the license, so they get the license on his 16th birthday. His father then gives him, he bought a new car, so he gave his son the old car. You know what the first thing was the kid did with the car? Total it? Took the radio out of it. Oh,
4: yes? no.
3: Why? <laughs> because
1: his dad's in the radio
0: business.
3: Oh. <laughs> because his dad's oh, my in the God. radio business. Jeez. Uh, <laughs>
4: nice. I thought you meant he, like,
3: oh. chopped it. I was like, why the hell would you? Wow. I, I do,
0: Scott. Off. I you do son? know one person in the state of Minnesota that loves Minlars.
4: Who would that be? My son. Hmm. And why? So when my
0: son turned sixteen, got his license, bought him a used Honda from Walzer Honda in Burnsville, Minnesota, and <clears throat> he lives with his mom about half time and me half time. So, like some sixteen and seventeen year old boys do, every once in a while there's some tension. And he wasn't doing what I wanted to. I called him on the phone one night and he called me an effing moron so oh,
4: nice oh I have god extra set oh, of god. keys
0: to the car grabbed my wife and said we're driving to egan yanked the car came back was <laughs> going to put it on craigslist and i didn't have the title
4: <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, <laughs> two months god. later he sells his way back into my heart and i love him dearly and I, you know that's father and son sometimes and he's still driving the honda
4: um, <laughs> good, good parenting stopped by government that's right that's what that was yeah
0: well, he did learn the lesson because he hasn't even come close to saying that before, even though we do get in battle from time
3: to time. Teenagers, so. are, they can't control
0: themselves. Yeah, I, I, I understand that. I was one once right after the earth cooled. Sure. <laughs> so,
1: Absolutely. Anyway. I don't think Andy's ever called me an effing moron. I don't think. No. At least not to my face. I opted not Maybe to talk
3: has. to you at
1: all. <laughs> he just yeah. chose to shut him out, stay in the room? <laughs> yep, That's basically. really nice. That's great. Boy, look at the time. I'd love to stay in schmooze, but (laughs) what do you think of that, Scott? My own son stabs me right in the back.
4: I see it all the time, Tom. It's the younger generation. They just have no respect.
1: It's no respect. Let me tell you, when I was a kid, you know. Anyway. Well,
3: uh, we are about to get another 10 inches of snow, apparently. Yeah. So on that note, yeah, maybe a foot. So I actually had a question about driving in the snow the winter okay. the ice so obviously when it comes to traction heavier cars are going to be better four-wheel drive is better mm-hmm. that kind of thing but is it true because logically a heavier car would have more momentum and therefore be harder to stop on ice i'm guessing that's true that's
0: a good point four-wheel drive does not mean four-wheel stop no right. So yeah. the less momentum, I mean, the tires, regardless of what vehicle you're driving, to a point, have this, about yep. the same contact patch with the road. Right. And you're right, a lighter car would have less momentum
3: and be easier to stop. Uh, yeah.
4: On ice, four-wheel drive doesn't really give well, you much advantage. Well, four-wheel,
3: yeah, on ice, nothing gives you an yeah. advantage, really, but, yeah.
4: Four-wheel drive is if you're trying to get out the driveway and the guy guy's already plowed over, yeah. you know, the end of your driveway. Right. That's, that's fun to do. You want, want an extra wheel Somewhere yes. on the ground. Yes in case you, do. you get hung up.
0: Mm-hmm. Another we talked about I think in the very first episode of this show we talked about safe driving things. Here's another thing that I left out. Do not engage cruise control mm-hmm. if it's snowing or if it's icy out. Because yeah. the car, the car won't react fast enough. Yep. And it can just you can just horrible things can happen. So
4: those are the cars you see in the ditches. That's yeah. what I always think. The guy had his cruise on when he's moved. Yeah. Yeah. You know, why is say,
3: that? Is it just
0: Well because if you're driving and you get your foot on your gas and you feel the car start to slip a little bit, your instinct is to back off the gas and gain control of the car. Cruise control is like, shit, we're slowing down. We're going to put more power to it. Yeah. No. It doesn't know.
4: The minute you leave uh, the road, if you're on ice and you leave the road, the cruise will say, got it, more gas.
0: Yep, we're not going fast enough apparently. So.
4: Yeah.
3: Oh, well, is that makes it? sense. They, You think they would do something about that, well, like ice cruise control mode.
4: Well, they I, do, they I suppose. They do tell you icy conditions. I mean, the new cars will say icy conditions. They don't turn off your cruise, but. I had know. a friend of
0: mine that sold the uh, Accura's in Bloomington back when the NSX came out. This is the first Honda Hot Rod. It was just a really a great car. Probably early 90s, I suppose. And he sold one to a guy in February, and it says right in the NSX manual do not drive this car in the snow. Don't drive in the snow. Don't drive in the snow. The guy's huh. like, hey, it's cool. I know how to drive. I'm only going about four miles
3: totaled it on 494. <laughs> oh,
0: I think nice. he might have made it past
3: Portland Avenue. <laughs> What's the problem with the NSX and snow? Well,
0: Just... it's a high-performance car with really fat tires that's oh. really close to the ground. All those things are bad yeah. for snow. Yes.
4: Yeah, that's why you don't see a lot of those sports cars. It's like a Harley. You don't want to see them during the during no. the winter. Oh, so? yeah.
3: When we go down to Florida, it's it's like a totally different world in terms of cars because yeah. everything up here is a truck or an SUV. I think there's more semis than there are other, any other vehicle up here. But uh, down in Florida, everything is high performance because it's like, you know, it's flat and it's warm and most of the time it's dry. So why not?
4: Minnesotans buy trucks to cars uh, 80% to 20%. Wow. I mean, we, we we love our trucks in Minnesota.
3: Well, they're helpful when you got to haul stuff and might, might be get the through the snow. That's and, right. Yeah, and people, oh, yeah. you. Barely see any SUVs down in Florida because yeah. you don't really need them. As long as you got the space to, you know, what you cram your all your kids in. in. Well, <laughs> apparently in horse trailers. Is 900
1: pounds a pot? Is yeah. that what you're talking about? Uh-huh. That was worth $4.25 million? Well, I mean, God. it's a horse trailer's worth. It's Pot's a lot more expensive than it used to be,
4: apparently. Wow. <laughs> I guess That's it is. In my day,
0: that'd be, that'd be about a Camaro's worth.
4: Hmm. <laughs> The mug shots you were know, really great, too... though. Yeah. They, they yeah, didn't exactly. look like stoners at all. Yeah, <laughs>
3: I know. Yeah. They're like, let's wow. let's go to the store and buy a
4: <laughs> drug dealer outfit before we start dealing
3: drugs.
0: <laughs> what did they have on these colors? Don't run bandanas? Or...
4: Oh, they look let's, like they are trying, they like they were trying their you. own product on a regular basis.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, well, there is that. So how did I they get arrested actually... for driving too slow? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Me if you're probably. in Miami and you're doing less than 85, you're taking
3: your life in your hands. <laughs> That's very true. You got that right. Oh, my God. That's very, very true. If you look at – because they're all uh, – it's all, like, condensed into bricks, and it looks like they've even, like, sucked all the air out of it so they could fit more in. It's wow. The sheer is <laughs> 1,100 pounds, which – uh Yeah. All right, we're
0: going to take a little break, and we'll be right back with more drug-dealing tips on the uh, car selling secrets. Actually, I want to talk to Scott about electric cars. I've got some interesting insights there. We'll be back in just a couple minutes.
1: Tom here for Sabre Plumbing, Heating, and Air Conditioning. Right now, Sabre and Bryant are teaming up to offer 0% financing for 36 months when you buy a new Bryant furnace. This is the perfect time to replace your old furnace with a new trouble-free, energy-efficient furnace from Sabre. Tom Bernard here. Hey, let me ask you, do you know me because you recognize my voice or my face? Good question, isn't it? Let me ask you another one. What do you think when I say Priority Courier Experts? Do you know them because you recognize their trucks, or do you know them by their name? Well, let me tell you something you might not know about my friends at Priority. 485 local drivers, 85 office staff, 37 million deliveries since 1997, and an opportunity for you to join their company. Drivers, you can join the fleet in your own vehicle or lease to own one of theirs. Or you can join the office staff and earn the most respectable pay in the business. With 15 days off in your first year. Medical, dental, matching 401k, and a genuine chance for advancement. Just ask Ryan, who started as a driver and is now dispatch manager. Over 5,000 Minnesota companies rely on priority. Because every time you call us, we deliver. Join the team today at Priority.com. That's Priority.com.
0: You'll get a kick out of this. I was going through my SoundCloud account. Instead of bumper music, this is an ad that we did on the podcast a couple years ago uh, with Tracy Morgan.
1: Walzer Automotive Group, Walzer.com.
0: So, Tracy, I understand you were recently involved in an automobile accident. Is I was.
3: Correct? It hurt. <laughs> mm-hmm. They Yeah. but I got a stack of Walmart gift cards, and I've been partying like crazy.
0: You know, we will accept those as down payments at Walther yeah? Automotive Group. <laughs> Safety is a concern, and I assume that it is. Well,
1: I can use these cards for Pampers or floaties. <laughs> I can get anything I want at Walmart. So, but yeah, I'd like to use it as a down payment.
0: That'd be perfect. What, what you got going on What would on you right like now? to What would you yeah. like to buy? What kind of cars do you like, Tracy? What
1: would be a good fit for me? What you got?
0: You need something large. You have a large personality, larger Mm -hmm. than life, larger than maybe a Fiat 500. I could see you in
1: one of those. The Pope drives one. Is there enough room to film a porno in the back seat? (laughs) (laughs) I think that's perfect. Go ahead, Tom. Take it up. Tracy Morgan and Doug Sprinthal, Walzer Automotive Group, Walzer.com. I remember that. Do you remember? Who was that
0: guy that was not actually Tracy Morgan?
1: It was um, oh god, who? My friend, damn it. He's a white guy? Stocky. Yeah, he's really really good. He does the best Christopher Walken impression I've ever heard. Oh, Christopher! <laughs> uh, it was uh, Greg Gass. Yeah, that's right. Craig that's Gass. who it was. Craig Gass. Yeah. Yeah. I thought it was Craig Gass. Craig, yeah. yes, it's Craig Gass. I think it's Craig Gass, yes, yeah. But, yeah, I haven't talked to Craig in a while, but that guy does the most. You know the reason he's so good at doing voices? Do you know this, Doug? You know, I think I do. Give me a second. It's um, were, were his parents deaf? Yep. Yep, that's both, both of, of us. us. Yep, that's why he learned to talk, talk in so many different voices, because he, was, he would talk to himself because nobody else could hear him. Mm-hmm. Isn't that it, amazing? So he was
0: in the studio, and that commercial was totally ad libbed, and it came
3: out to exactly <laughs> sixty seconds. It was. Perfect. I'm like,
0: I gotta keep this one. That's I don't funny. keep very
3: many. Uh, that's fantastic. Oh, his the, the whole thing. mother, father, and sister are all deaf. Yeah. Wow. yeah so all somehow, deaf. yeah, he's the only one. Yeah, I wonder how that happens. It's like his sister got it, but he didn't, and both his mother yeah. and father. So you'd think that it's interesting how that can happen.
0: All right. In the final segment, I wanted to talk about electric cars. It was, I was reading that MIT review you were talking about on the airplane yesterday, and they Mm -hmm. were talking about China. And we'll tie this all together because there's a big electric guitar, electric guitar, electric car display down at the uh, Ottawa. uh, I can't even talk anymore. Thanks, thanks, Scott. Auto Show. Hmm. So, it seems to me, from what I've been reading, is that the I know the Chinese auto market is larger than the U.S. now, and it will continue to eclipse us, and that so many of the manufacturers are building cars based on the Chinese market. Now, whether you like that or not, I, I guess really isn't. It, it's not the, the, the point of this, but they were talking about the push for full electric vehicles in China. Now, this is interesting to me. In Beijing... License plates are super expensive, and they have lotteries for them. If you have an, an internal combustion car, your license plate is $14,000. And there's also less than 1% chance that you'll actually get a license plate hmm. if you buy an IC car brand new in Beijing. But if you buy a full electric mm-hmm. car, the license plates are free, and there's no restriction on them. So uh-huh. there's this massive push to electric cars So they
3: basically made internal combustion engines like they're functionally illegal
0: right they're legislating them yeah
3: into uh, oblivion because, because of
0: they, their their air problem right they've got a yes. massive air problem yes, which do. is why they're investing in uh renewable energy and all that sort of stuff so it's it's interesting in that that seems to be driving general motors has made a, a gigantic investment in electric vehicles and killed off most of their passenger cars as did Ford. the last chevy cruise mm-hmm. was built uh just last week right. i think right um so it's it's i i, don't, I still don't know if they're going to catch on here we do have quite a few of them on display now down at the auto show you should check them out uh, the new nissan Leafs down there and that actually looks like something you'd want to drive not to pick on nissan but the first generation it's like it's like did you get money from the state?
4: Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Nobody knew how to style these cars when they first came out. Yeah. They thought maybe they're supposed to look like George Jetson mobiles or something and it's not the case. And the and the Leaf is a nice-looking car. Yeah, and, finally. And, yeah, finally. And and uh, there there are dozens of models coming just around the corner. Uh, coming into production in the next few years, we'll have a few of those down there. Jaguars come out, Audis come out, and the Audi and the, and the Jag, Jaguar vehicles—those are nice. Those are nice cars, and they're going to start challenging. Tom,
0: the leaders in this. Tom, what, what? Electric Jaguar? You probably, Scott, you don't know oh, this, I'm but a... Tom was probably one of the first electric vehicle owners in the state.
1: Yeah, yeah I was definitely. I owned a Tesla Roadster,
4: and how did you like that?
1: I liked it, except for the bricking effect that they hadn't perfected uh, getting rid of yet, which meant the car that I was driving. I was, I think I got the very first Tesla Roadster in the state of Minnesota. I ordered it. It took two years to get it. I remember that. And then I found out that if the car stopped running on the freeway... And you you could not tow it, you couldn't push it, you couldn't move it until they they brought in another battery, put it in the car, and drove it off the freeway. Yeah, and they I was bas- like I cannot be
4: doing. And this. they basically rebuild the car when they put those batteries back in. The Tesla's right. the design of those Teslas is difficult.
1: It was difficult. So so I I sold that, but then I got an elr which i really really loved I've, I've had actually three electric cars and i absolutely love them i i love that elr i thought it was a terrific car i got it from walzer automotive Group. <laughs> that's right back <laughs> when go. we owned a
0: cadillac dealership in Owatonna, yeah, Minnesota. that's right
1: that's exactly right
0: that was the first car uh, yeah. i I'd ever drove that had lane departure warning i was driving it that one day to get service or something for you and i kind of wandered out of my lane. I'm sure I was either rolling a joint or texting or doing both. And all of a sudden, the, the, the seat started vibrating on one side. Well, what
1: the hell's the matter with the car? It's, oh, okay.
0: The technology on these <laughs> it are all cool. Works out so what was your third I electric car? You had the
1: ELR, which was a I combo car. Yeah, ELR was combo. I had uh, two combos. God, what was the other one? I can't remember. I don't know. The other one I didn't care for much, so I, I don't even want to say what it was. I don't remember what it was because I, I didn't really care for it. It was an uncomfortable car, huh. whereas the ELR was very comfortable. Yeah. Yeah,
0: no, they were, they really, were really, really nice.
1: Cool. No doubt about it. I, I What I love, though, is I was driving the Tesla, which is all electric. It was completely electric, and I did. it was very fast, I will tell you that. And it was a ball to drive. I, I don't drive more than a few thousand miles a year anyway, so it was never going to run out of uh, electric power unless the battery somehow malfunctioned. But I remember one time sitting in my house just after getting the, my Tesla, and I saw—I won't even say who these two people were. There were two politicians and two different, uh, two different uh, speeches given within about a month. They were standing in front of about seven or eight SUVs telling us we should all drive electric cars. <laughs>
5: <laughs> okay.
1: wasn't All right. former Vice President Al Gore, was well, it? He might have been one of them, and the other one might have been uh, somebody a little closer to home. This is
4: what you should do. We're going to drive the cars we like to drive, but you, everybody else, oh, should yeah. go
0: electric. One of my favorite Larry David lines was, when I found out my ex-wife was dating Al Gore, I turned on every light in the house. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, she actually all was almost. His wife was nuts. Oh, was she really? Remember, she. That. Oh, this is a woman, by the way. Are we t- talking, about Tipper? No, we're no, talking about Tipper? no, not Tipper. We're wife. talking about
4: Larry David. Oh, Larry wife. David's oh.
1: wife. She was at a gas station in, um, in Los Angeles. Pulled into a gas station. a guy was driving an SUV. She was driving a Prius. He was driving an SUV, and she started bitching at him. About, I can't believe you do that, blah, 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 blah. And bitched and bitched and bitched. Got back in her Tesla, went to the airport, and flew a jet from L.A. to New York. <laughs> to Florida, Florida. Yep. yep. I just love these
3: people. Just, it's
1: just, how do you, how could you be that stupid?
3: I think it's more dishonesty, because. You well, know. you're probably right. They make money yeah, off of it. She bitches at him. You know, Al Gore, when he went to that uh, global warming conference,
1: he had eight SUVs drive him, I think, and his and his people a total of six blocks. Hmm. So you had to have eight SUVs drive you a total of six blocks, but you're t- telling people that they need to back off the gas-powered automobiles. It, you're just so disgusting. It's amazingly disgusting, well, you don't, don't you think?
4: You don't want one of those big boys on a scooter. You know, going down the road. Think, well, think about that.
1: <laughs> no, I think you're probably right about that. But I do love the fact that this is what you should do and this is what I'm going to do. Okay. Well, yeah. while we're Whatever. on
0: politics, Scott, what are some hot Word political on. issues facing the automobile industry in the state of Minnesota? What else are you working other than minlars well, Or is that the whole deal?
4: So, the, so uh, government, the state government and the New Walls administration, they're afraid that we're lacking orange cones right now, that there aren't enough. Not enough road work happening, so they want to raise the gas tax. They want to raise the tax on, uh, uh, the, on vehicles. They want mm-hmm. ra- to increase the sales tax on vehicles and raise all the registration taxes. Even though they can't register the cars correctly, they still want to tax you.
1: <laughs> I love that. They can't do their job, but you have to do yours. We're all
4: gonna be- because they need more money for, mm-hmm. for road construction. I, we got to keep roads up, but I'm convinced... This is our own version of a military-industrial complex. That's, these road guys, <laughs> there's never enough money for them. We're, we're constantly right. raising taxes for them. And all we do is sit in traffic in the middle of road work all summer. So I don't I, – I've never bought it, frankly.
0: You know, the only argument to that was the 35W <laughs> bridge collapsing into the river.
4: Well, yeah, there's that. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's,
0: other than that, yeah, you
1: know. Uh, yeah, that was that was an interesting time. Actually, Alex was working for Bilski at the time in Roseville, and she used to take that bridge home that time of the day, but that day she decided to go 694. Yeah, I,
0: I was about 30 minutes ahead of it collapsing. We had a Mitsubishi dealership oh, up in White God. Bear at the time, and I got out of the car, and guy came running out, and he goes, did you hear about the bridge? I'm like, what?
4: But that was a, that was a construction flaw it was. is what they decided. Right. It wasn't yeah, that the was, bridge yeah. wasn't maintained or it wasn't. Right. Wasn't uh, maintained right. It wasn't built right.
0: And then there were some inspection
1: issues too, as well.
4: Yeah, right? they didn't right. They should have caught it in ins- yeah. inspections.
1: But I, what I love is whether it's the it's your not your president or not your governor. It's their fault. How? <laughs> right. How was that Tim Pawlenty's fault? Give me a break. Yeah. But those are the lies that people love to tell about politics. It's un, it's unfortunate, but yeah, I suppose the automobile industry right now has to do you have to deal with a lot of political issues or are they not in your face that?
4: Much? Oh no, all day long. I mean, we're a very yeah, regulated business. it's it's nothing yeah. but politics., uh, you know right now it's all minlars and taxes. but you get into everything Dri- you know titling vehicles, uh, some of the driver's license yeah. stuff, IDs, um a lot of the, you know we got the same workplace issues that everybody else has
1: yeah, i'm I'm sure that's that's absolutely true. Uh, Actually, the exact opposite has happened to radio. They've kind of backed off regulating what you say and do on the radio because they realize that, you know why they did it? And I was told this by a couple of insiders. You know why they did that? To compete with satellite, you think? Because of you. Well, no. (laughs) Yeah, it's because of me. (laughs) No, it was because it was actually this very touchy-feely political thing. You couldn't play any rap music on the radio if you did that. So to not look racist, they remove the language barriers. Uh, there are, you can't still drop the F-bomb. Oh, that, that's not true. You can play songs with the F-bomb in them. Like Who Are You by The Who. Mm-hmm. A lot of radio stations play it with the Who The F Are You part. Yeah. So... Hmm. That all started because they didn't want to offend people of color. It's like, come on, man. You know, people but of color all, can take care of it's themselves.
0: It's only white right? people that up.
3: listen to rap music, isn't it? <laughs> <they?
1: laughs> nah, you're absolutely
0: right. I think, That's it, exactly think it might it. have had something to do with the advertising dollars.
3: Oh, yeah. They totally Catherine prop up just, the industry.
1: Yeah, they do. No doubt about it. Uh, I don't understand how anybody can listen to it. That's just me, though. But, uh, yeah, I, I, this whole thing. Ah, never mind. We're talking about cars. It just, no, let's go. Let's talk Go. About cars. No, I just I find it interesting that that all of a sudden these honky people, particularly self-hating white women, decided that they need to babysit people of every other stripe than their own. They hate other white people, but I need to take care of you because you, they don't need your help. Get the hell out of the way. That's what they need is for you to get out of the way. God, it's just so annoying. Oh, I need to I I shut up and go away. Tom, is, is that the, fair? Dodge Charger Hellcat
0: racing through the crowd of Priye right now. <laughs>
1: <Jeez>. <laughs> no, just that whole thing. It's like, oh God, I. Well, as the superior being, yeah, okay, whatever. In any case, I what? Okay, so uh, right now I have a 2014 Jaguar that I bought from a Walzer dealership in Wichita, and I have a 2013 Mustang 5.0. They're both 4, 5.0. I love. That whole situation. It's so you won't get out of the way. Well, I'll just go around you at a high rate of speed. So that's good. I really enjoy I don't like speeding, but I do like getting around slow people who are on their damn cell phones. I hate that. But um, I did see that a car sold for $18.9 million this week. Is that that it's new the, uh, Bugatti? Bugatti. Mm-hmm. Yep. It's and the Bugatti. they're going to build like one 18. of them? Yeah. Yep, it, it's the it, only one.
4: It's an incredible looking car. It doesn't even look like a car.
1: No, it doesn't look like a car. It looks the only the only part looks like a car is kind of maybe in a way it looks like the Batmobile.
4: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's like called the Love
1: What
3: tour.
4: Looks like you would love lay water down water. on your belly in it to drive it.
0: No married guy yeah. would ever be allowed to drive that no. ride that
4: thing. <laughs> no. Oh, you, you did what? No did it cost how much? <laughs> GTFO.
1: You got, <laughs> you got no shot, Pally. There's no doubt. All right, Doug, you got a minute, so wrap it up, pal. I want to hear
0: Scott, what you got Scott, give us a little details about the auto show. When is it? What are the different days? How long does it run? All that good stuff. It
4: opens up on Saturday. Don't be afraid of the snow. Remember, the snow is pretty, so come on down anyway. Uh, starts on Saturday. runs through the, the next week. Best thing to do is go to our website if you want to make sure you know the times. We've got different times we're open uh, during the week. But Saturday at 10 o'clock, we kick off. Uh, lots of cars. We got, a, we got a monster truck. We got everything. That's
0: Camp a, Jeep. Tell them about Camp, Camp Jeep. Camp Jeep.
4: If you want to take a, a ride in a Jeep, it is really a lot of fun. It's an ex, it's an experiential. Uh, You'll think deal. you're going to die, actually. You will. No, when you go up the mountain and come down the mountain, it doesn't look like much from the outside, but when you're in the car, it is a heck of a ride. And you can even test drive electric vehicles and, and other vehicles. Uh, you can. We, we're doing ride and drives in back. Uh, it's a big, big family event. We got lots going on. Jump to the website at twincitiesautoshow.com and find something you want to come see and come see it.
0: We, I got in trouble with Scott years ago. Me and the marketing director bought the UR, URL Minneapolis Auto Show.
4: That was a bad day. <laughs> <laughs> Paul Walzer what? called
0: us. Paul Walzer <laughs> called us into the office, and he goes, "You guys are in big trouble." And he's laughing the whole time. So we 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 we, we got past that. Scott's yeah. been a great friend of uh, all the dealers in the Twin Cities, and we really enjoy all the hard work that he uh, that he does on our behalf. So thank you very much for being on the show, thank and you, Doug. thanks everybody for thanks, listening Tom. to the fourth episode of Walzer Automotive Group's Car Selling Secrets. <laughs>